Hey, this is Cultivating Wellness Media. I'm your host, Lara Ashley, and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing, and wellness. I'm a habitually leap of faith kind of girl, leaning in and saying yes wherever feasible. This has led me on an incredible journey, both personally throughout the world and professionally, from acting to the always evolving digital advertising world. Throughout our time together on this podcast, I'll bring you insights from leaders in the advertising, data science, and wellness industries to transform your brand presence and most importantly, your business returns. Think of this as your insight into the leap of faiths of others to propel your next adventure. So get ready to be challenged and take action. This is Cultivating Wellness Media. Hi, welcome Trailblazers. This is Laura Ashley with Cultivating Wellness Media, and I am so blessed to have an amazing, multi-talented woman with me today. She is the founder of not only one, but two companies that have been kind of birthed from each other. We have Sweet Duet Chocolate and Sweet Stories Media, or Sweet Story Media, pardon me. She, I love the way that they've kind of evolved with each other and she'll get more into detail, but she's a huge advocate of the arts. She is a natural when it comes to CPG industry, and she really just comes from a humanistic level of the Uh, perspective of trying to inspire and be inspired by all things around her and particularly show up and serve a community of purpose-driven humans. And I don't know if I could think of anything more deeply felt in the roots of any birth of a company and the missions put forth. So I just would love to introduce you all to Annie Wu so that she can kind of give us a little bit background on the story and what all of that means and what all, what both companies have emerged out to be. So hello, Annie. How are you? Hi, Lara. That was such a beautiful, wow, I could not have said it better. Thank you so much for that intro. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I just, I was so inspired. We had a dear friend introduce us and I was so inspired when I learned about your company, uh, companies and kind of the missions and where they they came from at, at a core. And I just, that's the type of brands and companies that I really connect with. And I think in this day and age, particularly people in general really connect with and are, are aching for that deep level of connection and, and a founder that really has um, true purpose and mission behind it, especially when it's from a community level. Um, yes. cause I think for so long, all of us have been lacking such a sense of community. And I know I had, um, and, and community can take on so many different forms in different periods and seasons of our lives. And, you know, looking for that is, um, definitely a mission for me personally and to help assist others. So mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to chat today. So mm-hmm. Annie, yeah. tell me a little bit about where your story began, what kind of how sweet duet, originally evolved and then how it morphed into another um, amazing company with Sweet uh, Story Media. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, like every stories in our lives, it kind of goes much, much further than like just college, say, you know, like I was born into a family that was artistic, but did not allow for that uh, to become a career, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think that's pretty common. 
Yes, especially in kind of like this generation, like the millennial, uh, the Gen X generation, I think, you know, noting that art is very important and making that a part of, uh, you know, say you're taking lessons, but when it comes to really making it a career, it's not something that was very uh, encouraged, at least within, I would say that messaging wasn't super heavy with my my own parents, like my mom was always like, do whatever you, you know, allows you to be happy and, and express yourself in the way you'd like. But it was definitely the the messaging in within my family, and just Mm -hmm. the, the generational kind of, you know, and, and, and I kind of took that to heart, unfortunately. So Took it to heart, but went to school for film anyway because I'm still kind of a rebel. So that's yeah. sort of where my uh, my visual arts started. Went to, uh, to uh, Cal State Long Beach for film. I uh, kind of focused on production. But during that time, I was also doing a lot of musical theater. So I, it, I just always had uh, multiple things going on, which I think is a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, the ability to juggle, but also... There is the the potential to be distracted, I suppose. But that all kind of came into fruition when I, well, such a such a long drawn out story. But after I left film school, I continued acting. I came to New York City to be an actor, and I was auditioning. And during that time, I was working as a server in uh, Midtown Manhattan Steakhouses, and I was so unhappy with the environment of work (laughs) that I was in. And uh, one desperate evening, uh, really unhappy, looking on Craigslist for just maybe another job, I stumbled into an assistant chocolatier position in the Lower East Side in Manhattan. And I spent almost two years with this artist of a man who taught me everything about chocolate. So then that sort of put the acting side, you know, on the back burner. And I really went in on the chocolate. I went so, I I learned everything that I could. I went to master classes in Chicago. And so I learned the science behind chocolate. Then uh, my partner and I moved back to California. We wanted something new. Grass is always greener on the other side. (laughs) Turns out it is and it isn't. Uh, I started a farmer's market here in, uh, there in California, and that sort of morphed into a CPG product. I got to test out the products right there, got a, a taste of what it's like to have a real-life community, one where you see the same people every week. That was just, I think that was a part of me that I loved the most, especially when I was back in the uh, the chocolate making in uh, the Lower East Side and then it became a CPG product. And then I became a little bit, uh, you know, uh, that time was, it, it got really lonely. How you were talking about the loneliness of, uh, and I, I'm, I'm guessing you also work at home a lot. And maybe you don't have as much of an in-person experience with the people that you're working with. And But I got to taste that when I was in uh, the farmer's market. And... Yeah, so uh, I was doing the CPG thing, 
During that time, I learned that I did not really want to be a salesperson. I felt that the CPG, in order for it to, or at least the way that um, the mainstream CPG landscape seems to encourage, is that you really need to go out there and make the sales uh, into the retail channels. And I didn't love it. As an artist, I just couldn't really... and. And I was always fighting with it. What do you do here? Do you do the right thing to get your company going? Or do you do the thing that makes your heart sing? And I always go towards my heart. So I decided to do more. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same more way. Of like I always go where my heart leads me. Yes. And I think, honestly, it may be, or at least from my personal experience, it might be the longer way but it's definitely the more fulfilling and and a fast track way in learning who you are. And yeah, it's been quite a journey. <laughs> I love, but every single one of those threads has an artistic component to it. And that seems to be where the root of all of your kind of ad- adventures are is, because uh, I mean, chocolatiering wallets, uh, if that's a word, I think I think chocolatiering is a word. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it is very science based because there is you cannot you know like it's definitely a science based mastery, but there's so much art to it as well, and it's very from at least from I've not experienced it, but from things that I've watched that involve anything to do with chocolates and the molding of chocolates and the creation of chocolates, it seems almost meditative. Is that, do oh, you yeah, find that, that when you're yeah. working with it? Yeah, that definitely. Is- yes. Meditative. Um, and I, I'm, and these days I'm behind the camera a lot and I do gravitate towards others, other makers too, not just any kind of maker, but some, someone who really works with their hand. Um, and I felt this way when I was shooting a baker they're just it's silence and then I asked them I'm like what do you what do you think about when you're you know when you're making your thing and they're like you know it's just it's solely focusing on that thing making that thing in the best way that you can because if you if your mind I mean of course your mind goes here and there kind of like meditation like the real act of meditation our minds are going to wander but then the the best practice I, I would imagine is to bring your mind back to the breath or whatever it is that 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 keeps you your mind sort of on an empty slate. And and that's what I felt chocolatiering is like. It's mind wanders and then you bring it back to what what I is at hand here. Love that. And and a meditation I was listening to yesterday on the Calm app. It's 10 minutes. I can't do very long. To be honest, most of the time my mind wanders and then I hear the lady say, bring your mind back. And I'm like, oh, wait, I was oh. meditating. Um, but she, everything you just said is exactly what she was saying in it is it's very, and and I did watch the the, the bread, I believe it was the bread maker. It looked like dough, a video that you created. And it was very, again, very, even just watching it was meditative, just the 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 hands in the dough and the rolling and the kind of like kneading and all of that is just very soothing and wouldn't it be great if we all had a little bit more of that in our lives yeah I mean, <laughs> tell me about busy, it busy yeah. busy crazy lives whether we mm-hmm. create it or it's just all buzzing around us life is so 
much these days. Our world is so much these days and our bodies haven't really caught up if they ever will. They weren't really designed to live in so much. And so how lucky for these these true art, artists, craftsmen that, that get to have that experience and how fun for you that you've kind of pivoted from being the chocolatier to bringing back that film production asset quality education that you had to to really um, provide a platform for these true artists to capture what it is that they do through film and then be able to give them that asset to to help build their business or I, I'm guessing that's what they use it for mm-hmm. uh, in, interesting in some you way. say that yeah I feel like you sort of uh, laid it out in ways that I didn't really see it I think my pivoting into the filmmaking was that when I went into CPG I no longer became my own maker I was behind the counter before I was making everything by hand it was such a meditative beautiful thing and then when we went into CPG we we have co-manufacturers now you know someone else is making my products so then that was taken from me I mean of course I willingly gave it away not really knowing what it was that I was getting myself into but losing that aspect of me that core part of me that actually was so important actually I didn't realize it was so important I didn't have it anymore and so then that thing became filmmaking once again uh, being back behind the camera being meditative and uh, with the sole focus of making the the thing that I'm capturing the best that it can be through the lens and it ultimately took over that uh, that need for me to be handsy and be meditative we need it we do. Yeah. We all need it in our lives. What is your it's thing? What you us. My thing, I'm I'm now getting back to it. So I would say I lost my thing for such a journey. Three to five years <laughs> until a massive meltdown. And would you then say that I was, the kid was a part of that? Um, so I have two. I have a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Okay. And I would say a combination. My, my three-and-a-half-year-old was born at the very, very, very beginning of COVID. And so I would say a combination, yes. So I had an unexpected three-and-a-half-year-old at home and a newborn at home. And kind of a blessing, definitely a blessing, but an odd curse or shift was my husband traveled a ton before COVID, like months he would be gone. And he was grounded from travel during it, but it was a huge adjustment to have him back home all the time because he was then working from home. And it was a huge adjustment. Sure, it was me, but you know, I'm older. I, I know whether I like to or not, I just have to adjust. I've led a life of whether uh, whether by choice or pushed upon me of a lot of adjustment and but it was pretty hard on our three and a half year old to then all of a sudden have to share who's now seven but had to share me with not only the new baby but also my husband because before he was traveling so much so it was just her and I all the time I used to joke that we were like Lorelai and Rory from Gilmore Girls because uh, yes, I had a husband and she had a father that was very present in her life, but it was day in and day out. It was us two. And we just like went and did stuff all the time. And so she was home. I think during COVID, I really lost myself. 
Um, she had a lot of neurodiversity issues that came about. Um, she had lots that happened to her at, during that time. So I became very hyper-focused on navigating through that and balancing through that and then having a newborn. And I really lost myself and I didn't know I lost myself at all until I was asked on a holiday vacation with my whole like extended family, which was rare for us to do. And it was Thanksgiving of 2021. And I was asked what would bring joy to me on this vacation. We were there for 10 days, such an innocent question. And really just like, Hey, I haven't seen you for a bit, sis. Like what, what would make your trip fun? I know it would make my trip fun, but it would make your trip fun. And my answer had only to do with everyone else in the family, like my immediate family, my two children and my husband, my brothers, my parents. I didn't say a single thing about myself. And I, it shook me to my core. And I then went out and got a job. I had been a stay-at-home mom before that. That was Thanksgiving. I got a job in February because I was like, okay, this is the solution. And then that brought me some sense of fulfillment, but sent me kind of not, it was great, but it wasn't like the best path because I swung a little far in like independence and all that sort of stuff. And that wasn't fulfilling. So I have spent the last like since November of 2021. So I guess now two years really trying to figure out where I am and who I am and it really, yeah. And who I am now. And so I don't think I had a lot of resentment and rage and and anger towards um, COVID and whole. We handled it. I wouldn't change how I handled it, but we handled it very extreme lockdown because we had a newborn and we had a kid going to school and a lot of those families had doctors. And so we didn't want to cause them to have to quarantine because we sent a kid to school that was sick and all of that sort of stuff. And so we um, locked down pretty hardcore and it had a lot of ramifications to our household in the long run that we didn't realize. And I think a lot of humanity is probably dealing with something similar, whatever choice anyone made during that period of time. And I have lots of friends that made different choices or family members, and and that was the best choice for their family, uh, I do want to say. But I you know, I have found something amazing that came from it. And I thought I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I thought, like, from, like, 12 years old, uh, people always ask me, what would you fill your heart you and soul? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I lived my 20s and 30s. I had a lot of fun. Um, but I thought I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I love being a, what I'm now coining and determining, and probably someone else says this, but like building a freedom-based business, a business where I can make my own rules of, of how and when I show up and how and who I serve and being able to be really intentional to be there for my children because being there for my girls is really, really, really important to me. And in those moments of like, they need me at storybook parade for the school or whatever random thing is coming up every other day at school. Um, but also that I can flex this really important part of me that is ambitious and that loves community and loves showing up and loves serving others through what it is that I know best. And that happens to be marketing and advertising, but it's just, it, it I don't think I would have gotten here 
at this stage of my life if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. And it causing the extreme all of that. Sort of, yeah, allowed that us extreme, to look. Yeah. Yeah. And it forced me to, to uh, because I went into work, I, I got very, very overwhelmed of managing all of life. And my husband traveled a lot once I went back to work. We didn't realize he was going to start traveling again. And then I had a massive meltdown. And when I had that massive meltdown in March of this year, I had to leave the house for two days. And when I then came back, I removed myself from components of our daily life and said, Brian, you need to take over. You need to be the lead parent in this and you need to handle this. I'm going to, during that time, do, for me, it was box breathing. And it's what I found and what worked for me. And it was recommended to me by someone else. And it's just a cadence of breathing that I did for five minutes. And it really grounded me every single morning. And that was my version of meditation. And I continued that. And through that, I found this really like deep understanding of me. And, you know, then I ended up in a different job and that wasn't still quite the right fit. And so that's where I've kind of evolved to now. So I feel in reading um, kind of more about your companies and a little bit about yourself, I felt very connected to you because it seems as though you are also driven by like, what your heart and soul needs to do and in order to like feel whole. And those may not always be the most like on paper logical decisions to make, but it is what we know is best in the long run. And we can build something from that. And, and I just love that. So tell me a little bit more about Sweet Story and how you're really capturing the brands or companies or people, like a little bit more back around who you work with, what what it is that lights your soul on fire in doing in capturing these stories. Yeah. So naturally being in the CPG industry, I am surrounded by amazing manufacturers and brands. So that's naturally where I am getting work. But I also, uh, you know, when I'm not shooting or if I'm not, if, if, if I even have an hour of my day that I could just go out and shoot something that makes me happy, I do. And actually from it was born, um, I'm, I just released a pilot episode of my own very personal project. It's personal in that it's, I don't even know what it is. Like if, when, if I were to tell some marketer that it has something to do with Sweet Duet Chocolate and with Sweet Story Media, which it does, and then they watch it, I think it's, it's kind of hard to see exactly how that might serve the two businesses. But in my heart, it's it, you know it's sort of a uh, it's sort of an artistic blog or blog what do you call it like mm. a blog you know a it's vlog, like, yeah yeah a vlog uh, a video blog I suppose but Sweet Story Media is the voice because I am Sweet Story Media and Sweet Duet Chocolate is the the driving force of the story so it is wherever Sweet Duet Chocolate has taken me. So, for example, the first episode, I went to New Orleans for a wedding. But if it wasn't for Sweet Duet Chocolate connecting me to this accountant who had who was invited to this wedding, it would not have happened. So in that way, Sweet Duet Chocolate is such a, a, a huge part of it. But then you also realize it's not really about Sweet Duet Chocolate. It's about the people that we, that we met from there. So it's the community. So in that way, a marketer looks at it and they go, I'm 
I'm confused because you're not exactly talking about sweet duet chocolate. But I'm like, I think I'll get there. So right, and this is why I say it's a, per, a passion personal project. But I think ultimately, as I roll these out right now, I have 11 episodes ready to go, but I'm not going to be releasing them until January because Christmas season is here and I want to sort of focus on, the, you know, the sales right now. But the pilot episode is there to sort of pique people's interest, um, get get them a little sense of the magic that is behind Sweet Duet Chocolate and Sweet Story Media. And then in January, I want to start rolling these episodes out. And I'm very, very, very proud of it. And I don't give I don't give a sh- you know fuck uh, whether people understand it or not because it speaks so deeply and to me and the truth that I want to set free in this world and sometimes truth can't be truth isn't always so clear you know to others but if it speaks to someone I know it will speak to them deeply so yeah so that's what sweet story media is doing right now personal project and then a bunch of CPG and like you know uh, manufacturing stuff which is also in itself so much fun yeah I well first of all I want to say I think a a, a longtime skilled marketer will see that. Because if you think of, we'll see how Sweet Duet comes through. Because if you think of like any of the, the amazing brands that I've worked with in the past, like call it the Nikes, or I have some friends, he was on the podcast that he's now working with Sharpie. And they're not telling they're not telling the story of Sharpie. They're telling the story of how people use Sharpie. You know, Nike doesn't talk about the story that doesn't tell you about the shoe. They tell you about the people that use the shoe. And you're kind of doing that. It sounds like that's some, I have not seen it. I can't wait to see it. I, I, I love the artistic way that you film. So I'm really excited to see it. It seems very feature film, composer, symphony-esque. Um, I love little music. Bit. Music is a huge part of it for sure. Yeah. I, I love that. The, the, the ones that I, the videos I have seen, it just feels like a sweet song that you're filming as, as you're capturing it. And I think those are the most skilled uh, storytellers, the most skilled filmographers and producers. And it's, um, lost often in this day and age again in yeah. in how robotic a lot yes. of industries yeah. have become yeah. Yeah. and yeah. the people that really stand out are the people that can showcase their ability to to see something a product in this case and find the story and the people around the product mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what that's what connects us all is the the people yeah. around the product. It isn't the product per se. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. who is yeah, involved in it. Yeah, and I think it. you said it so so eloquently. It always kind of comes back to, and this is my definition of what you just said, it comes back to the heart. We have become a little bit robotic because I think in business, we always look at what is going to create the most profit. And mm-hmm. profit in itself is not something that, uh, well, I'm going to speak for myself personally, Personally, it's not something my heart is drawn to. So then it takes a little bit of my heart away when I'm solely focusing on profit. And when you have a corporation where everybody is kind of, they have this one goal of doing their little job correctly, all for the sake of the profit, then it kind of takes away the heart and the the soul, you know? So And, and so the skill is very important, I think. But then I think that skill becomes 
very dry with a lack of heart or soul. When the heart or soul is there, honestly, even if you're just a beginner holding a camera, if the soul and the purpose and passion is so strong, then even without the scientific skills that is required to make a scene look put together or balanced, I think the message will come through. Yeah, the essence, the feeling. The, the essence, what, exactly. What connects us to it yes. and what draws us in. Because the whole purpose is to draw the, the consumer or the viewer in. Ultimately, and yes. Them, yeah, mm-hmm. and make them feel and want to be part of it and want to know more. And that comes through true artistic storytelling. Yes. And, true, and, and I think that that is... So very cool that you're doing that. And so how do some of the the CPG brands that you work with, how do they use the the footage that you're capturing? Are they using it in in social media and film, yeah. uh, like in commercials and mm-hmm. just uh, maybe YouTube or like what what platform do they put these uh, videos? Yeah, so their website for sure, uh, because they're, you know, it kind of captures the whole essence of who they are. And then uh, one brand that I'm working on right now, we're really trying to figure out how to, because at the end of the day, beautiful visuals are great, but it also does need to bring money. So, you know, it needs to bring sales, I mean, not to make it so cold. But um, so we're this one brand that I'm working with is a startup and um, she is more uh, retail heavy. So we're trying to figure out how it is that we can get her Whole Foods and her Southern California clients to see that and then go to the store. So that's we're, we're using Instagram and TikTok for that and YouTube. And then also she is doing a podcast like yourself with uh, with other like regenerative agriculture, like farmers and people who really know regenerative agriculture so that what I'm making is a, a little piece of invitation into something that she's doing that's bigger and deeper and more meaningful. But then, of course, people are not going to just beeline way into that right off the bat because those things take you know, you you need to have some sort of, uh, unfortunately, some of the deeper meaningful things take some time to capture, I think, the audience. So what I'm making is something that's more visually pleasing and totally relatable to a mainstream, uh, you know, audience. And then if you're like, okay, I see the message that she's talking about. I see regenerative agriculture as being very important. I want to know more. So then we put uh, her stories on, uh, like, in shorts, which I think YouTube shorts is a very underutilized um, way to capture audience. And then once they get in and get to know her brand a little more, then talk about the real juicy stuff, you know, with the scientists and the farmers and yeah, I love that, and I also I love uh, the that path because that's how you really cultivate that loyal community. That yes, it may be the long game for driving ultimate sales in stores, but once you bring that consumer or that person into the fold of what that product means, what regenerative regenerative I can't say it agriculture <laughs> means, then. Uh, <laughs> 
You'll they be are a lot more of these lately. <laughs> yeah, they're so invested, and mm-hmm. so it becomes part of who they are as mm-hmm. a person and what they value. And so they're they're more likely to be a consumer of that product more frequently, which is the the ideal of all brands in the long run. No brand wants to have someone just buy their product once. They want to. That's oh, the right. harder way to sell. And so. But it's it's hard to get someone, especially nowadays, to become an advocate and loyal customer. I think yeah. you know, yesteryear, we there was a lot more of brand advocacy than there is nowadays, and yeah. so that long game is necessary. And I think again, something that's lost in business in these days because people are so focused on the immediate bottom line that they're not willing to take that that soulful way to get to the the ultimate goal of loyal customers passion in the product you know people that are going to be advocates and talk about your business because I know brands that I absolutely love and adore and love what they're rooted in I talk to my friends about and that's what you know causes other people then to yes. want to yeah testimonials uh, my friends is like trust one of the biggest yeah. Yes. yeah they trust me and what i have to say when I, in certain areas um <laughs> and what they know is my zone of genius or or my wealth of knowledge um and same for them what I, what they know of as their wealth of knowledge i value their opinion on what it is that and and with so many choices out there, they make it much easier for me to then not have to go down the rabbit definitely, twirly whirly hole of yeah. figuring out what researching product I and all use. that stuff. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The word of mouth I think is seriously one of the most it's just like the strongest marketing. Yeah. So if you can get people to really root for you and love you to a point where they want to talk about you, I think you've won it. And and that's what you're doing through your work for these brands, these CPG brands, is really creating that impactful experience through video. Yes. To activate them to want to go out and be loyal uh, advocates of of the brand. And yes. do you think you know having done acting, having kind of this multifaceted background, do you think that really elevates your ability to capture those stories and to to and and having been a CPG brand yourself, artis artisan and business owner, do you think that really all of that has kind of led to? to make you capable of capturing these stories in a way that does the two things that are opposed to each other? Yeah, I definitely do think that having this, especially like, for example, with my musical theater background and music, you know, that kind of ties back to the music selections that I use for my my filmmaking, or uh, it gives me a different way to look at something uh, it's while I will say going through all of these experiences was definitely a long journey, I think it has allowed me to become a better entrepreneur in general. I think because entrepreneurs just were the master of many things, but yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah. not a, uh, excuse me, um, a jack of many things, but a master yeah. of few things, you know? Yes, but yes. But then... There's got to be a, a variety of people out there, those who are so obsessed with this one thing and know it super well, and then those who are just more or less interested in getting to know a little bit of everything so that we can see how it all fits together, the big picture. So 
in a sense, allowing me to kind of have a sense of like the big picture, for sure having all of these artistic experiences and being a maker and all that stuff. Yeah, it just, the the impatient side of me definitely knows that it, it's been a long, longer game. But I'm going to be yeah. patient and I'm going to forgive no. myself and all the things that we, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're encouraged to do. <laughs> Yeah. Give ourselves grace. Then, yes, and give ourselves grace. Be t- yeah. be patient with ourselves. Yes, that's very difficult for me, um, yeah. but I'm working on that as well. We're human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are all human. Um, I, you know, I just think so. It's really cool. So you're also this Christmas season. Did I hear correctly that you're going to have yes. the chocolate coming, having a comeback? Comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So we were continuing to serve our stores, but okay. we stopped e-commerce direct to consumers. That was also a lot as a CPG brand, like focusing on those two avenues. Yeah. And so I needed to turn something off because at some point I realized that Sweet Duet Chocolate, I actually full force went into Sweet Sweat Chocolate when I first founded it. And that eventually I realized, gosh, I don't, A, I don't know what I'm doing. And the profitability is not hitting as quickly as I would like. I need to figure out my life, (laughs) but I'm not going to give up on it. So then that's where Sweet Duet Chocolate took a back, you know, the back seat. And then I started focusing more on making these, uh, these videos which then, you know, it, it's it's bringing bring me the ability to live again. Right, uh, yeah. And then now I'm like, okay, Christmas season is one not to be missed. And I've been, honestly, the last year, I've been ruthlessly just behind the camera shooting everything and anything, including Sweet Duet. So yeah. now I have all of these contents that I want to put out there in the world yeah. that will be packaged within the, the website. Um, all of, all the people that I've come across, and then that pilot episode that I have yes. will also be sort of featured there. And then uh, once the holidays, you know, die down and it's a little bit quieter, where where we all have a little bit of breathing room, then I want to start rolling out the the rest of the season, the first season. I love that. I'm so excited for that. So it's going to be on your website, and then I'm going to guess it's also streamed through YouTube or something YouTube, like exactly. that. YouTube, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And are you going to do any? I, I it sounds like these are probably a little bit more long form, like 30 minutes or something yes, like that. Yeah, so not quite 30 minutes. So not quite documentary, not quite TikTok. It's kind of right in between. I don't, okay. I, I'm seeing more videos like that out there. Yeah, I was um, wondering if it was 10 to be 15 YouTube. minutes. Cool. So it's yeah. going to be more in that, like, you, because I think, does 10 to 15 minutes still fall under what YouTube Shorts counts as, or are they more five no, to seven? No, I think YouTube Shorts is actually one minute. I wish it was oh. a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a little yeah. longer. I, I'm pretty sure it, I might be wrong. Maybe it's three minutes, but it's definitely like very limited. Even TikTok's longer than that. Everything I read that like for something long form, that 10 to 15 minutes, at, at least in like the course development world, mm-hmm. is a great sweet spot. That's where people like oh, really can, to know. can listen in. Yeah, uh, that that's like how long people's attention for longer form, how long people's attention span can be. But I love that I'll also leave, leave like people wanting more. That's true. And, and 10 to 15 minutes in the creating of a film or story, 
That's a lot of footage. That's a, a lot, lot of, of time. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, yeah, I've got my 10 terabyte. We're going into the terabyte mode yeah. now. It wow. used to be like the megabyte and then, you yeah. know, the giga. And now we're like ter- terabyte. So um, it's a lot of footages. A lot of editing. A and lot of editing. Obsessive, yeah. like, OCD <laughs> style, you know? Like, I mean, the first, the pilot episode actually was filmed a year and a half ago. And I've been keeping oh, some of these stories to myself because I just yeah. didn't know how I would, you know, frame it. I didn't have a strategy. I, I kept putting myself for not having a strategy, and life just kept getting busier and busier. And then I, I ultimately figured, I'm like, you know what? I just need to put it out there. Just I need to unburden myself of all these things that I've been keeping, waiting for that right moment. And I think you probably can speak from your experience waiting for that right moment there's kind of never really a right moment you just have to jump and go for it and then yeah I'm all about that take that leap of faith sometimes you just have to jump and you just have to dive in and whether it be put it out in the world or do the thing or whatever move across the country Mm -hmm. like you you've recently done um but yeah I think that I'm super excited to watch these I love the musical theater and intentionality around sound that you've put into this, because I have watched films having family and, and family friends in the film industry. And I've watched films that do not yet feature films that do not yet have the sound put in them. And oh, they are wow. a snore. Sound they is are... one of the hardest parts for me because I'm actually hard of hearing and I wear hearing aids on both my ears. But even so, I my my hearing is not sharp. So my partner who is a musician he's like my I I god bless his soul like he watches literally everything I ask him to just to double check and make sure that nothing is off so the musicality part is definitely something I feel I'm strong at but the sound part is very much a challenge for me oh well well but I meant like the music choice like the choice choice, of music when (laughs) it it absolutely changes what a film is like you know you don't have that same emotion um, when you just watch the two people talking there versus when that music is put in the background that tells Mm -hmm. us what we're supposed to feel in a sense yes Um, yes. but the hardest there, even if it's two people having a conversation, I feel then there's That's there's theater. more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's We're where the theater comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, I am so excited to see um, one the pilot. I'm probably going to watch this when we jump off. Watch the pilot when we jump off. So tell everyone where they can find the pilot so they can watch that and get excited. Tell them, you know, all the details of where they can continue to follow you and your journey. And then and in great anticipation for your whole series uh, to drop in January when we all need something lovely, meditative after the busy, 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 busy holiday season to uh, kind of take a breath and enjoy some beauty and artistic craftsmanship. So my website, www.sweetduetchocolate.com, will have a tab, uh, Sweet Duet Around the World. So that's what the, uh, the show is called, Sweet Duet Around the World. So within that tab, you'll be able to find the pilot episode. And then I also do have a YouTube channel, but I think that would be the easiest way. Just get okay. to the chocolate website, sweetduetchocolate.com, and you'll be able to find everything there.
Oh, I love that. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed for having gotten to speak with you today. I'm so thankful for Jennifer Yates from Thank you so Rue much. to yeah. connect us. I was trying to first amazing. She's so amazing. Yeah, she, I don't know how she gets all that energy. I don't either. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I am so thankful for getting to speak with you. I just think it's been such a joy. I I love anyone that has a deep connection to their soul's purpose and, and really going for it. And it is a harder way to live life at times, but it is, I think, the most impactful both for our own selves and for all of the people around us and all the people Agreed. that we impact. And and there's so many people that you impact that you don't probably don't even know about. And I can imagine coming from them, they thank you very much for the hard work that you put into everything that you do. And I am just so overjoyed for people to get to follow along in your story. If you're a CPG brand out there, reach out to Annie Wu. I'm sure she would love to capture your story uh, if you're a true artist. And I just want to thank all those wellness trailblazers out there for listening in. And I just hope you go out and take that leap of faith and move to that next stage that your soul has been desiring. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Lara. I'm sending you a virtual hug because you've just reached the end of another incredible episode of Cultivating Wellness Media. Time sure flies when you're diving into inspiring content, doesn't it? If you're hungry for more or eager to share your own wellness journey, I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram. Don't forget to visit the show notes for all the necessary contact details. Keep cultivating your well-being and spreading that positive energy until we meet again. Thank you for joining me on this trailblazing adventure.